Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to C-Red UK, where quite simply, it's Chicago Bulls thing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. Whoever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensure you don't miss another episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the bell, give it a thumbs up and leave some comments down below. I'm Matt and, as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I think I'm tired and a little bit giddy, uh, but apart from that, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? <laughs> Uh, yeah, the same. Um, it's just took us what 45 seconds to <laughs> get around to doing the intro, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, 2 a.m. tip last night, followed by uh, well, straight into a 14 hour day at work, and now recording this, so not stopped, very tired, and um, still trying to catch up on everything, I think, yeah, which will include sleep later on. So yeah, uh, last episode went out last week with the uh, Horns Over Hoops guys, uh, Dan and Sal. Uh, so if you want to check that one out, go check it out. And since then we've had three games, um, Raptors, Grizzlies and the Suns last night. Went as predicted by us, mm-hmm. win against Raptors, win against Grizzlies, loss against Suns. Obviously, we're not going to go too deep into them. Raptors won, kind of went as expected, I think. Yeah, pretty much. We got the win, struggled, and then eventually come through. Is it a six-point win in the end? Yeah, I think we definitely could see the difference between the old Raptors lineup and the newer Raptors lineup. Um, The threat that's normally there with them being that little bit longer, um, it wasn't quite so much there anymore and gave us the edge. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about Raptors again in a little bit when we get into our main subject for tonight, so mm-hmm. we'll leave it there. Um, obviously, in that game, Zach did roll his ankle and is set yeah. to miss a week to two weeks. Obviously, first game he missed was the one against the Grizzlies, well, Jaron Jackson and the Grizzlies G League team, which, again, went as expected, or not as expected, but how it should have gone. Absolutely. Where we eventually blew them out. I mean, I can't yeah. remember the exact scoreline, but 
again it was level in the third one it was it 53 all or something like that it got they got it two in the third and then bulls had that little run where kobe io uh was it caruso hit threes and that just yeah. kind of turned it again in our favor and yeah we sort of didn't look back after that one thing that annoyed me out of it was the fact that we left the starters in for so long yes definitely you know, they should have been rested you know i mean he doesn't like to do that yeah i mean we did eventually see the likes of terry taylor julian phillips coming yeah. in but i think they got about three minutes two minutes somewhere like that yeah and look you know we were what call it 30 points up if that leader had dropped down to 15 in garbage time nobody's going to say anything because you took your starters out do you know what i mean and mm -hmm. especially when you're going to play kobe 40 minutes the next night on the start yeah. of a a long road trip do you know what i mean it's just it, the one thing that annoys me with billy is that you know when are we ever going to see the likes of julian phillips if we're not going to see him in a game like that because yeah. he doesn't trust him in a game like last night he's not going to put him in a game where we can afford to let the lead slip i mean yeah bulls fans would have probably said oh you let the lead slip Ooh, they're not good enough blah 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 but at the end of the day it was against grizzlies g league team yeah yeah you know the, so the final score by the way was 125 96 so a 29 point win yeah exactly so like i say even if you'd have lost 10 points off that by playing julian phillips for a bit longer yeah. you know terry taylor for a bit longer it just gives these guys chance to rest absolutely yeah so yeah on to last night like i say well, two a two a.m tip against sons and it was going well it was going really well it was really enjoyable the bulls couldn't miss and uh it was exciting Sun. stuff yeah obviously sun's come in on the back of a second of a back-to-back -back yeah after beating i believe it was portland the night before possibly mm -hmm. something like that anyway and it was a right. pretty much a nothing game yeah um yeah and obviously i put a tweet out which you corrected me on about it, it was some of the best basketball we've played all year i missed best <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> um and that's how it felt. I've got your back. I'm here for you. I've got your back. I'm here to mind you. Don't worry. You know that that was how it felt in the first half, didn't it? That it was some of the the best basketball we've played all year. Yeah, it was. You know, it was really. It was enjoyable. having three point parties, all sorts. It was just good to watch. And then the current trend is the third quarter collapse. Yeah, and, and the we worst thing about it was I even said it at halftime. I said, well. Once we can weather the storm of the third quarter collapse, we'll, we'll be okay. And the third quarter collapse came and we didn't weather it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, what, 23 points up? Yeah. Um, and obviously, eventually, we lost by two. Was it 115, 113? 113, yeah. Um, you know, and it's it was a tough one to take because it was there for the win, you know. Very I'd nice. Say sons were struggling i mean the way we dealt with booker and beal mm -hmm. can't fault it but we let kd take over and he ends up going for what 40 42 points whatever it was and i mean i saw a stat from i think it was cody westerland before where up until that caruso fourth foul mm -hmm. kd was pretty much non-existent you know we saw kobe constantly blowing by him 
with yeah. his little hezzies and stuff like that. And the one constant through the game, which it's not to blame, but it certainly assisted, was the poor refereeing. Ref, refereeing. Mm-hmm. And I, I said it from from the first period right through, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that these ticky-tack fouls that they were giving to Durant, when half of the time it was him throwing himself to the floor. Yeah. Um, and then something had happened down our end or their end and we wouldn't get the call. And yeah. it's, it's something that really irritates me. And it, it's, I don't think it, I mean, I'm going to mention the name now, Matt Peck, obviously from CHGO, says it all the time. The likes of Kobe have got to earn these the rights for these fouls. And that's bollocks. If a foul's a foul, call it. Doesn't matter whether you're a year one rookie or a year twenty vet. Do you know what I mean? It you don't have to earn the right to have a foul called on you. No, or against you. You shouldn't have to earn the right. No. Yeah. You know, I and then, the, but then it's the fact that these superstar calls, a lot of them aren't even fouls, yeah. or they're nowhere near as bad as the fouls that are getting done on somebody like Kobe who. You know, he's going to the rim and he gets, you know, fouled and it doesn't get called. So, mm. you know, that's not a, a dig at Peck because I know he's just basically saying what everyone else says. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's it, just, and he's and the one that's really the highlighted it lately. It's, it, it the, the sad thing is, it, it is the case around the NBA and has been for a very long time that mm. the superstars get the calls and they've earned the calls or whatever way you want to put it. But it, it shouldn't be that way. I mean, a foul is a foul. It doesn't matter whether it's LeBron James or whether it's Kevin Durant or whether it's someone down the bottom end of the pack, like Dale and Terry. You know, it, it shouldn't make any difference. A, a foul is a foul is a foul. And that's the way it should be. But that's not the way these refs are programmed in the NBA. You know it, I know it. And yeah. it's a sad fact. I mean, obviously, last night, it was a lot of ticky-tack fouls. And yeah. What it was, what was standing out to me. I mean, at the end of the game, it, there was I think they had seventeen free throws, we had thirteen, something like that. So it did yeah. get closer. But I think at one point it was like ten to two in their favour. And there were, I remember there was that one foul. I think it was P. Will on um, KD, where P. Will basically just grabbed the ball. KD threw himself on the floor, mm-hmm. and it was a foul. And what it was meaning was the likes of P. Will, I mean, he was in foul trouble very early on. Yeah, he was. And that changes how you have to guard somebody like KD. Caruso, like I say, got to that fourth foul and that was it. The game turned. Yeah. Because Caruso had to go and sit. And then obviously we had the the whole Drummond and Eubanks incident, which was just ridiculous. You know, if Drummond's going to act to the big man, at least do it. Don't pretend. Yeah. Don't pretend you're going to do it and then sit smiling at him. And basically, he let Eubanks get in his head, and that was it. Drummond was pretty much sat for the rest of the game, you know. And Eubanks turned into a superstar for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly so, for the next like five or ten minutes, anyway. Yeah, exactly. And then that was the the change, and obviously that we, as we've just said, that in our pre-chat, at that point, Billy should have called a timeout. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly when he did call it, but you sensed it was turning. And it was just like, right, call a timeout, calm everybody down, 
tell yeah. them to just go back to doing what you were doing. Just diffuse the whole situation. Yeah, because what we were doing was working. And then all of a sudden, like I say, you just let KD take over. Obviously, going into the fourth, you know, it was they eventually took the lead and then it was sort of back and forth, wasn't it? Yeah. And um, we get long. that that uh, couple of calls overturned, what they challenged. There was the one on Vooch mm-hmm. where it was fouled by at least two players, yet nothing got given. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Damada Rosen where he gets the bucket, comes down, pulls Grayson Allen down, and they overturn it, wipe out the bucket, which the rule has been explained mm-hmm. by, again, Cody Westerland on Twitter as to why. And, yeah, all right, they're following the rules. Yeah. Doesn't make the call right. No. Makes the rule wrong as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, so, certainly in that instance anyway, I mean, to wipe out the basket when the foul came after the basket... I don't know. It seems a bit of, it seems a bit of a real grey area. Um, but look, the rules are the rules, I guess. It's hard to argue against it because there's no denying it. Demar did grab Grayson Allen's arm, but you know, um, I wish he'd grabbed his nose and pulled him to the floor. To be perfectly honest with you, because I can't stand Grayson Allen. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if he was going to foul him, at least do something decent like Vooch did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, look, the rules are that no matter what happens, if there's an offensive foul, there cannot be a score. Yeah, I mean, I've sort of watched it over and over again, and I initially thought there was contact from Grayson Allen as they went up, but there wasn't, depending Mm -hmm. which angle you look at. Yeah. Now, I think the reason why Demar did what he did is because when Demar, obviously Demar landed first, it looks as if Grayson Allen's still going yeah. forward momentum and he's basically going to land on the mark. And we know what Grayson Allen is. Mm-hmm. He's a dirty piece of... Yeah. You know, yeah. and it wasn't the first time that DeRozan and Allen had had a little bit of... You no. know. And if I remember correctly, when he was at Bucks, they had something last year where DeRozan pushed him. They you did. Know? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, so the, there is that little. Obviously, we know the history with Grayson Allen, but they've got their own little bit of, you know. So I don't blame Demar for doing it. I think the easiest thing for the refs to have done would have been give the bucket and no foul. Yeah. Then it stops all of this. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, then obviously we get the last plays of the game after KD puts that shot up, gives them the lead. We go down the other end. First inbound is that lob to P. Will, which mm-hmm. was a little bit of a shock. Obviously, it was, and maybe that was what they were going for, was to do something that was less expected. Yeah, which we've said before. No, Nobody was expecting that, probably no. even P. Will, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, he was fouled before he even had control. You know, it was like a, an off-ball foul, loose-ball foul, whatever you want to call it, wasn't yeah. it? it was, you know, as he was going up, he was fouled. He didn't have control of the ball, hence why we didn't get any free throws. Yeah. Side inbound again and goes to Demar, who puts up that off balance three that kind of hits the rim and bounces back out. In fairness, he almost banked it in. It wasn't a million miles away. 
Yeah, and I mean, before we go too much into that because of what's going around on Twitter at the minute, and obviously, as Bulls Nation tend to do, we shouldn't have been in a position where any of that mattered. No. That's the big thing that we both said about this game. Yeah. Yeah, the foul, the overturn calls, whatever. Bullshit, you know. It was throughout the game. But we were weathering the storm up until... Mm -hmm. That third, you know, and what is it with these third quarters where we just go, you know what, let's make a game of it. You know, it's just, you know, so we shouldn't have been in that position. No, absolutely not. You know, the, the foul wouldn't have, they probably wouldn't have even called anything had it been us 10 points up, do you know what I mean? They'd have probably just said, yeah, wipe it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Bulls fans wouldn't wouldn't care. Same as that last, last play. You know, Everyone's saying, why aren't we going to Kobe? Obviously, Demar's put his... Um, the little, well, it's Julia Poe that's put it out on Twitter of Demar yeah. um, basically saying, if Kobe wants that last shot, he can have it. And people are say, uh, try, it seem to be interpreting that in different ways, as if Demar's saying, it, it is my last shot, regardless. Or, you know, And it obviously mentions that Kobe actually changed the play. Yeah, one of the players. Yeah, and that makes you think, was it that lob to P. Will? Possibly. You know, because that wasn't expected. You know, Kobe, to me, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to influence that last play. Because going back to the superstar calls, the re- for me, the reason why we go to Demar is because Demar's got history of hitting these late shots. Mm-hmm. And if he was to move forward and take his little midi like he does, chances are it goes in or he gets fouled. Yeah. If Kobe goes forward, does Kobe get fouled? Or does it get called a foul, should I say? Yeah. That's and I think thing, maybe it? that's what they're looking at, is it's that that's why you go to the mat. I mean, unless you're going to run a completely different play as they did first time, you don't go to mm-hmm. Kobe. That's you know how I look at it, you know, and yeah. Kobe could possibly have hit a three pointer, catch and shoot three pointer from there. Yeah. He was he was he did have a hot hand yes last night. You know, he got Very a much. well, he was one assist off a triple double. I think he was he'd missed two of six of his three point attempts, something like that. So yeah possibly go to it but if Kobe's not f- quite feeling confident at this point to do that do you really want to put that pressure on him I guess and this is probably what a lot of people are going kind of crazy about on Twitter um, where they're shouting for Kobe to take the shot is it's an unknown entity right now and I, I guess it's a case of people saying look well Kobe's earned it now give it to Kobe but like you say, if if Kobe isn't confident enough, because I don't think he's not confident to take the shot, but if he's not confident enough to say, no, Demar, I've got this. You know, I don't know how or when we're ever going to finally see it. Because, you know, if you do take that ball out of Demar's hands as Kobe and miss, you know you're about to be buried, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know you're about to be buried. 
And it takes a serious pair of rocks and a serious wide pair of shoulders to take that on and say, no, I've got this. And the yeah. fact that he'd already kind of done that with the play with P. Will Pryor, if that was the play that Demar is referring to, maybe it was like, okay, that one didn't work. Demar, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, that's a set. If that was the play, that's a certain level of confidence from Kobe that you want to see is the fact mm. that he go into Billy and say, no, let's do this. I'll control the play rather than be the play. Yeah. Whereas Demar is the play, essentially. Do you know what I mean? And Or P-Will in the first instance was the play. Yeah. And, and I like that. That's Kobe showing more and more of the point guard side of himself. Yeah. Than the combi guard or the, the, the shooting guard. It's, and he's beginning to show more and more of that where he is actually beginning to become more of a point guard and more of a captain, more of a commander of this of this team. The leader. The leader. And, I mean, at the end of the day, if Demar hits that shot, this is a completely different discussion. Yeah, Twitter is a completely different place today. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, obviously, we'll move on to the main, uh, unless you've got anything else on that game. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, you've pretty much covered everything that, that we discussed and everything that we'd seen. I mean, I, I do, I suppose, want to say that, you know, we say we allowed KD to take off. At the end of the day, when you've got a talent like KD who, who's capable of elevating his game at any given time. Um, I don't think there's really many players in the NBA that can stop him. You might be able to slow him. But I think we did a really good job of of stopping the perennials around him. Like we cut Devin Booker out of the game almost entirely. Um, Bradley Beal, I barely remember him being mentioned throughout the entire game. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean... For me, I suppose the two players that stood out from the Suns all night long were KD and Eubanks. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, and that's not to say that Vooch had had a bad game because Vooch had had a no. pretty solid game. Yeah, he's still missing his threes, which... He, he Didn't he hit one or two? He hit one or two. I think he hit one, didn't he? Uh, yeah. He was one of five, something like that. But I can't remember. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it is what it is, you know. We kind of had it down as a loss. We could have won it, but yeah. So, main bulk of the episode is, obviously, as the title suggests, is pick a lane. And it's basically come about because other teams are making moves. In the East, anyway. And mm. Bulls are just been Bulls. Obviously, the moves that we're going to talk about, obviously, there's Raptors, as I said earlier, have moved OG and Anobi to Knicks for whatever package mm -hmm. that was. Obviously, Siakam last week going to Pacers. So that's Pacers, obviously, also making a move to you know what direction they're going in. Yeah. Raptors seem to have decided Scotty Barnes is their guy. And that's who they're going to build around. That's their direction. Whatever the long-term goal is with that, I don't know. But And then, obviously, they were the main moves. Then today, there's been a couple 
couple more moves within the East. Um, I don't think it's officially confirmed yet, but Terry Rozier to Heat. Yeah. For, is it Kyle Lowry and a pick? Um, is it exactly. Like yeah. I mean, it's not a move that particularly moves the needle in any sort of way. I think it just shows Heat up a little bit more ready for a playoff run, which mm-hmm. they're always going to do. And then just before we started recording, Bucks have decided to sack Adrian Griffin. Yeah. As their head coach with uh, Doc Rivers' favourite to come in to replace him. And Bucks currently a second in the East. And there's, I can't remember if it's three or three and a half games back from Celtics. As well as just bringing in, obviously, Dame Lillard through, through the off-season. So you've got all these teams making moves and like I say, Bulls are just, you know, a secret extension for Billy to start with. And, you know, books are going well. I mean, what are they, two, three years removed from champions now? Three, I think, yeah. They've still got Yanis. They just brought in Dame. All right, mm-hmm. they're not, not quite as dominant as people were expecting. More so yeah. defensively. But do you really sack a coach when you're second in the East? It's it's certainly a bold move, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, unless nice. there was disagreements between the likes of um, Lillard and um, Antetokounmpo and Griffin. There may have been some sort of beef Super, there. Superstar. Uh, mm, yeah. I mean... There's no question they are superstars. They do well, carry a, a certain amount of weight, but um, should they carry that amount of weight that, that they can oust the coach? I mean, to be fair, it'd be nice to have one so we could find out ourselves. Ooh. A superstar or a coach? <laughs> Pick a lane. Pick a lane. Pick a lane. There we go. <laughs> So, yeah, obviously, they're the moves that have been made. Teams making moves. Uh, we'll bring it back to Bulls. Now, we know the trade rumours surrounding Zach. And at the minute, I think Demar's now starting to enter a mini. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, right, do, before we get into it too much, the way the season's going, I'm gen, genuinely, or generally, should I say, Enjoying watching most Bulls games at the minute, uh, especially without Zach. I yep. think we're playing some of the best basketball without him. I wasn't overly impressed and I wasn't like underwhelmed or anything when Zach came back. I think he fit in eventually, you know, once he ramped up a little bit, he fit in quite well, but not to the level of. You know, is a forty million player. It was just basically there. Obviously, we're currently sitting ninth um, in the in the standings. We're not go- we're not gone anywhere, have we? We've no. you know from last year we're a place further up than where we finished. Yeah, all right, we could get eighth, we could get seventh, whatever. But we've not gone anywhere, and. Nothing's changed with this Bulls team for the last 
two or three years now. Yeah, right. At trade deadline. Yeah, as I say, it's sort of like picking a lane. And it kind of feels at the minute that Bulls are just sitting on the hard shoulder. Waiting for something, you know. And that's where we seem to have been for the last two to three years now. Where, yeah. you know, we sat there and it's like dashboards flashing up saying oil change needed. This is needed. That's needed. Yet, all we seem to have done is added go faster stripes and some fake alloy wheels in Tristan Thompson, Pat Bev, Drummond, Dragic, Javon Carter, Tory Craig. You know, they change the appearance, but they don't change the performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a knock on the majority of them players. Tristan Thompson just got a drug ban, by the way. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> and had a, a guy with a mop. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Did you not see that? Yeah. That? Um, he Roy was. Ridge. He started screaming at the, the, the mop guy because he wanted to come out and mop up under the basket. It was bizarre. He just started screaming and shouting at him and took the mop off him and wouldn't let him mop the floor. Roy Ridge. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and so obviously the likes of Drummond, Tory Craig, you know, I think they've been good additions, but they haven't exactly moved the needle in any way. Mm-hmm. And obviously we're now in a position where we haven't got a clue what's going on with Zach. We don't know what's going on with Damar. Vooch isn't going to go anywhere as much as no. most people would want him to. And then you've got players like Caruso that are just, you know, could be gone, could be staying. And like we say, just do something mm-hmm. and not go get Kyle Lowry on the buyout market if that's no. the way it goes. Because no. that doesn't do anything. That just adds somebody who isn't doing anything in the league at the minute anyway. Yeah. And you're just adding a friend for Demar. That's That's all you'd be doing. You know. Well, actually, all joking aside, right? You saying that, right? Would you be overly surprised if that's what happens—that they bring in Kyle Lowry in order to influence Demar to stay? No, <laughs> I don't it's, want to see it, and I wouldn't be surprised. Of, I don't want to see it either. I don't want to see it either. <laughs> but at the same time, it's the kind of thing I'd, I'd almost half expect them to do. Yeah, and I say the whole point of this thing is because we want to see him pick a lane tell us yeah. if you go in continuity or do something and show us real change mm-hmm. and the way i want them to go now is real change oh yeah me you too. know do we go down the route of building around kobe has he put himself at that level yet where he is the guy we're going to build around or is he just a nice little piece that we've got at the minute. No, I and... think he's, he's okay. He's, he's maybe not solely a cornerstone player. He may get there. He's certainly shown signs of heading in that direction, but he's not a cornerstone player. But I think with the young players that we have in this team, you could make a cornerstone group and build around mm. them as opposed to building around a singular player. So, it's not quite a full court press question, but 
<laughs> if next year we come out and our or even after the trade deadline whatever our, whenever it happens to be we come out and our big three is now going to be kobe vooch and demar is that enough to one impress you and two make you think you've got some here or does that have to be broken up as well um i think it would be pretty much bang on what i'd expect to see um i would prefer to see us hold on to one of the big three and hemorrhage two um now i think the most likely one to stay would be vooch and it could be demar and zach that goes and if it ends up then being vooch kobe and ac is the three that we build around uh or pat or whoever you want to slide in as that that third person i think i'm i think i'm okay about that i think i'm a bit more excited about that than it would be your initial uh lineup yeah i mean i kind of flip where i am with him i've liked how he's played majority mm -hmm. of the season but do i want to see him come back do i want to see him stay for another two three years if he takes a more team friendly deal absolutely because i think he is actually you know people are saying that he's holding back the likes of kobe p will stuff like that i don't think he is i think if anything he, he this mentoring role or whatever it is that you want to describe as i think it's working we've certainly seen it with kobe you know because we've seen kobe working out with dribble too much with mm -hmm. demar and so they've got that little bond and to be honest that's where i want to see p will this off season i want to see p will with dribble too much i'd like to too yeah definitely because that's the part of his game that if he can get that down get his handles tighter you know i mean some of the handles that kobe was showing last night against uh sons they were just ridiculous yeah he looked great uh, I, I thought kobe had a fantastic game from start to finish last night but his handles are off the charts yeah and if you could put them handles in p will's body and improve his mentality again and change his hand lotion <laughs> We wouldn't need to if he improved his handles you know well, but, this is true you know that then that could potentially be your card as well do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. The, the mentor and the men mentees is that a word it is now you know and eventually demar will go away and then you see these young players flourish yeah well like see we talked before about p will and how we didn't expect to see a leap out of him but if we could see growth then we'd be happier i think we've seen that this season i think we've seen a lot of growth in his game is there still room for more growth absolutely do i think it will come yeah i do and i think it's worth hanging on to p will and giving him one more year to which may be one more year too much in a lot of people's eyes i get that i know that I understand that but i think one more year of p will if he takes the off season to improve his game and tweak his game a little bit more and come back, who's to say that he can't take a bigger leap next year and be more 
recognisable on the court as one of the top five players like Kobe is now. I mean, technically, Kobe done it in his fifth year. So maybe it'll be year five for P-Will as well. Yeah. And obviously going back to Damar and Zach, for me, if you trade Damar at, at this point, you have to trade Zach. If you trade Zach, I don't think you necessarily have to trade Damar. No, I agree with you. And that yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that's the way I feel about it. It just kind of feels that moving Demar solely Demar isn't the solution. Yeah, you have to move both of them. But if you move Zach, what we're seeing at the minute without Zach, not after Zach, without Zach. Mm-hmm. All right, it's still not quite a playoff team, but it could have been if we hadn't started the season the way we did. Right. And if you have a couple of extra pieces, mm-hmm. mainly yeah. any bodies, it's just, you know, not D'Angelo Russell. No. There's a few names that are going around at the moment, and I'm like, no. Yeah, the right that... the right name hasn't come through yet. When the right name does, and if we manage to acquire said right name, I think it will be very uplifting for the fans and for the players. Yeah, and I mean, I know we've just said obviously do something, but yeah, at the same time, it's not do something for doing something's sake. No, it and can't this... just be anything. It has to be the right something. Yeah, <clears throat> and now this is where. I think I asked you about it last week or said about it to you last week is we're seeing the media narrative surrounding Zach more than anything. Yeah. You know, no trade value. Nobody wants to take on that contract. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a max player. He's not blah, blah, blah. He's injury prone and all that. That's, that's not to me, that's not how it is. That's just the way the media are playing it out. Mm-hmm. Because majority of the media that are putting him out probably want him to go to Lakers for next to nothing, because it makes yeah. Lakers better, and they've not had to completely blow everything up to get Zach right. there. Now, what I mentioned to you last week is, I'm sick of hearing Lakers are going to be interested in him. You know, the Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes to Kings, and all, all that sort of stuff. If they're not interested in AK and AK's or Bulls, you know, I think it was Casey Johnson come out or somebody somebody that way on come out and said Bulls are still fully focused on moving Zach Levine. That remains their main focus. Mm-hmm. Well, go out and move him then. You go to these teams and say, right, Zach Levine for player A, player B, this pick, this pick, this pick. And if they turn and say, no, you go back with another offer. And it doesn't have to be to Lakers. It doesn't have to be to Kings. Sod where Zach wants to go. Do what's right for the team at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's you go to Pistons and say, right, Jaden Ivey, such and such, such and such, such and such. Where it's a deal that you might still lose out on when you look at it initially. But you've done what you said you wanted to do. You've moved mm-hmm. Zach. You've... You've been aggressive. You've become 
you know, you've got the move that you want rather than D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura and a 29 first round pick. You know, because that doesn't do anything. No. And that just plays down to Lakers and, you know. So this is what I mean. This is where they need to pick a lane. If you're going to move him, go out and move him. Yeah. You know, and if you're going to move DeMar because you don't want to re-sign him, go out and move him. Don't wait for these teams because it's, what, two weeks away now? Just over two weeks away, trade deadline? Yeah. That's not a lot of time, really. You know, because that, you know, this time next week, we'll be saying, no, it's only a week away now. And still, nothing might have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because obviously, at the minute as well, the rumours are that teams are starting to sniff around Demar. Sixers, well, Heat prior to this Terry Rozier move, and Knicks. And again, that's them teams going out and being aggressive. And Bulls need to counteract that and say, yeah, you can have Demar. We're quite happy to move on from Demar. But it is going to cost you this. And I, I agree with you. However, the Bulls notoriously play their cards incredibly close to their chest, right? And the frustration with that is we don't know whether or not they are or whether they aren't doing these things yeah. and just not telling us. And I think that's where that culture needs to change slightly. I mean, I, I understand that there's this game to play and it's it's a game of chess and moving your pieces and all that sort of thing and and they're trying to keep their next move concealed all the time so that they have this big surprise and big move well at the moment we haven't really had one of those big moves for quite some time so you know it's going to have to be one hell of a move by the time that chess piece gets gets moved on the board but my point being i think maybe that culture needs to shift slightly to to let the media and the fans in a little bit so that we don't feel so isolated from it all and feel like we're talking now that do something. Why is nothing being done? Why aren't you being the aggressor? And they very well might be, but they're not letting us know. And I think by not letting us know, it's damaging and it's losing your people. It's losing your fans. And that needs to shift, I think. You don't have to give the game away, but even just to come out and say, we are aggressively trying to move Zach Levine. We are yeah. actively in contact with numerous teams to get something done with Zach Levine. That's all they need to say. That's not giving anything away. That's not giving the game away. All that's doing is that's then creating their own narrative and saying, we are trying. We are trying yeah. to do something. We have picked the lane. We just haven't finalised the move yet. And I mean, something else that was, I think, again, could have been Casey Johnson kind of dropped in something last week and it's kind of spiralled, was trying to move Lonzo Ball's contract. Right. Adding that to Zach or whatever. And, yeah, do it. You know, I'm, I'm over feeling sorry for Lonzo now. Yeah, it's horrible what happened to him. Yeah, I hope he can come back and have some sort of a career. Ultimately, I hope he just has a decent, you know, personal life that he's not in pain and stuff like that. But 
next year is going to be year four Alonso, and we've seen 35 games out of him. It's crazy. I know it's not his fault, but it's crazy. Yeah. And I get why Bulls are trying to be nice and support him in his rehab and stuff like that. But that's 20 million that has been held over us now for the last two years that we haven't been able to use. Mm -hmm. And if there is a team out there that is willing to take on that contract and essentially retire Lonzo, let them. That's how I look at it now. Because you can't... You know, there's nothing to say that if Lonzo does come back, whether it's next year or halfway through next year, whatever it happens to be, he's not going to be the player he was. Well, certainly not. Not, not straight anyway. away, yeah. Yeah. No, and by that point, his contract's done. Right. But can I, can I ask you this as well then on that, right? Lonzo Ball... We were craving getting him back for the first, what, two years of him being out, more or less. Okay. Which I know we're only up to the two-year mark now. But for, for the guts of the time since he's been out, we've been like, oh, Lonzo, Lonzo, Lonzo. And that's faded a little bit. And the reason why it's faded a little bit is because another player has emerged in his position where all of a sudden we're like, well, actually, we're kind of getting a little bit of a Lonzo player in Kobe White now. Okay, yeah. he's, he's not quite the same level, but I mean, he's, he's getting there. He's certainly his distribution has increased immensely. His handles have increased tenfold. He's shooting better. He's not going through so many slumps as he was before. And I, I, I think we don't need Lonzo the way we needed him before. Well, you say say that then that we're not quite seeing Kobe to the level that. Um... Lonzo was, is whatever. When did you ever see Lonzo put up 26 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists? Well, this is it. Yeah, absolutely. Hitting four of six threes. You know it? Yeah. So I, I think... And the thing what people seem to forget with Kobe is he is quite solid defensively. Yeah, or he is. He's not as good as Lonzo was defensively. He's getting there. That's the part of his game that if he can improve it to the, that Lonzo level, you've got a better player than Lonzo. Mm. And like you said, that means then we don't need to hang on for Lonzo because another player that's doing all right at the minute, Ayo. Yeah. And you've got these two players on the same... Are they on the same amount as what Lonzo is? As in the two of them together? Probably. Yeah. Probably adds up more or less the same amount. It's about 20 million, isn't it? I think, is it Ayo on seven, Kobe on 13, something like that? There you go. So a couple go, of million yeah. in it, do you know what I mean? Either way. And yeah, all right, yeah, you've got that in two players instead of one, but that gives you more options anyway. Right, yeah, you're better off getting that in two players instead of one. Yeah, because then that Definitely. 20 million that you've got sitting there with Lonzo could go to getting as a, a legit three, a legit four, to add that level of competition, uh, you know, a third option in the in down the middle, you know, and again, going back to <laughs> uh, going back to Zach and being aggressive. If it's not going to be Lonzo's contract that you add in, add in someone, add in something else just to get the deal that you want. You know what I mean? Whether it's 
I don't particularly want it to be, but Caruso, Drummond, whatever. Do you know what I mean? If they're an appealing piece to another team, add them in. Just mm. do something that changes what we've got without blowing it up completely and going down the rebuild route. Do you know what I mean? Even if at this point you're just getting in essentially rentals, do you know what I mean? Obviously players that are going to be expiring just to get off Zach's contract more than anything. Yeah. yeah. And it gives you that bit of room in, I mean, I don't, I, without looking, I don't know what, who's available in this, in the off season free agent wise, but you could possibly bring in two, maybe even three players on the money that Zach's got there to add around this core that could still do a job. And going back to the Raptors where they decided to build around Scotty Barnes, kind of feels like Bulls tried to build around Zach and they've now realised that's not going to work. And it's basically put us back three years now. Yeah. So, yeah, just do something. Do something. And do something constructive, not just anything. Yeah. But do something constructive. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and throw out ridiculous trade ideas because at the end of the day, I don't understand how the salaries work. I don't understand who's available. Do you know what I mean? You, I can throw out names I'd like to see come to Bulls, but mm-hmm. that's obviously not how trades work. No. Um, you know, there's plenty of people out there that are putting out trade rumours, trade ideas, whatever. Some ridiculous, some you think, yeah, I'd, I'd do that. I mean, I saw one yesterday. It was a six-team trade. It was just six-team like, trade. Yeah, with Bulls being in the middle of it. I think there was like Lakers, Hawks. I can't remember Warriors, Bulls. It was just like, how have you even come up with that? And and again, it just made Lakers better. Lakers and Warriors got all the decent pieces. Bulls got the yeah, the garbage. Yeah, and. You know, like I say, a little over two weeks now. Is it two weeks on Thursday? Yeah. I think two it weeks. works out eight PM our time, doesn't it? Then on the eight. I didn't I didn't actually know what time it was actually. So eight PM our time. Okay, very good. I'm sure it's either seven or eight, I can't remember now. Okay. Um evening anyway for us. So Yeah. Um Yeah, it's hurry up and wait again now, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Like I say, going back to the car on the hard shoulder, it's like we're waiting for recovery at the minute and just find out what we're doing. Which garage are we going to? Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I don't know if you've got anything else on making a change, picking a lane. Uh, I don't. I don't really. I, I suppose the only thing I would throw out there just to um, to make people aware that. Uh, Brett has done a piece on what he think, thinks should ha- should happen in regards to uh, to moves on CRAGUK.com. Go ahead and check that out and see if you agree or disagree with what he has to say. I'm sure he'd love your feedback one way or the other. Yeah, I think they were all centred around Zach, weren't they? Obviously, because yeah, most big... of them were Zach-centric trades, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, on to predictions for the next couple of games. Mm. Obviously, Bulls are on this. West Coast trip, and next up we have the Los Angeles Lakers. It is a three thirty a.m. 
tip for us here in the UK on Friday morning, which is delightful. <laughs> uh, luckily, you, I, uh, I was going to say, are you working the next day? But I know you're no, not. Because, you know, no, luckily I've, I've booked here. it off. <laughs> <laughs> no, luckily I've booked it off and the, the Portland game. So, yeah, uh, Lakers. Now they play tonight against Clippers and LeBron is out with an mm-hmm. ankle injury. I think I saw... soreness, wasn't it? I think ankle soreness. <laughs> I don't know. It's not going to mm. do my uh, fantasy league any good. Let's put it that way. Ego soreness, more like. Yeah, probably. I think how it looks to me is this kind of thinking, right, is Clippers scheduled loss. They're better than us. Let them have the win. And we'll get everybody back for Bulls because AD is a game-time decision for them as well, as well as what other injuries they've thought well, of. Well, let, let's hope that they are legitimate injuries and they're not just an excuse to rest players and that these injuries may last for two games so they can sit out against us as well yeah but then it's like i said to you before i'd rather beat them with lebron no i agree i would rather yeah yeah, yeah. you know we've done it once already this year mm-hmm. so i don't do it again so yeah predictions for that one then dub i can never ever 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 <laughs> go with the lakers it's always going to be a dub and who knows? We we may be leaving Zach there. I think we're we're meeting him there. He's already in LA, isn't he? Apparently. So why not just leave him there? Which bench is he going to sit on? <laughs> Probably the one next to Lonzo. Oh. <sighs> um. Yeah. Anyway, because apparently they're meeting with Lonzo as well, aren't they? For the first time in. Because yeah, because he's been rehabbing at home, right? Yeah. Which yeah. all right, fine, fair enough, but. You know, you're meant to be a Chicago Bulls player. Anyway. Um fairness, when you're two years <laughs> rehabbing, at some point yeah, but, you might want to go home, to, to be honest. Yeah, but he's meant to be back running and stuff now. So getting down the advocate and yeah. to see, you know. Anyway, enough on Lonzo and our lack of balls. Um, yeah, and after the Lakers, well, yeah, I'll say dub for the Lakers one. Uh, after that, We've got Portland on, well, it's Sunday night. And again, it's a 2 a.m. tip Monday morning for us. Mm-hmm. You've got to say dubbing that one, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they've had a couple of good games where, like, um, Scoots kind of turned it on and shown that he can be an NBA player. It's been a bit of a disappointment, though, hasn't he, by all accounts? Yeah. But then you're going into a losing team, aren't you? Yeah. yeah and yeah. it's, I guess, yeah. I mean, what was it last week? They had DeAndre Ayton out because of ice. Because of ice? I didn't hear this. Yeah. They, they couldn't get him to the game because of ice around his house oh, or something. You got iced in. Yeah. And they, apparently they sent reinforcements to try and get him but they couldn't get to his house either anybody heard of rock salt no <laughs> i think that's just a bit of lmf really like a moral fiber yeah <laughs> if you don't want to play then you don't want to play just make up a better excuse than that <laughs> yeah just harkens back to the uh, uh carlos boozer story 
where he got his foot caught in a bag oh. <laughs> in the end of the bag before he played for us at all. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm saying dub in that one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think there'll be the games that will be done before we record again. Uh, after so that, that'll got... put us what a game under five hundred if we win both of those. Is that right? Yeah, if we'd have won last night, we'd have been at five hundred if we win them both, wouldn't we? Which yeah. <sighs> that's quite depressing, really. And it is that's what we're aiming for is to be a five hundred team. It's ah, uh, yeah, yeah, baby steps, right? First, you aim to be a five hundred team, and then you aim to be an above five hundred team. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the sigh, the sigh just, says it all. Just do something, AK. Okay? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's ah, sick of it now. Sick mm. of worrying about being a 500 team and the fact that we've had this team now for three years and that is our goal is to be a 500 team. That's why I've had enough. Just do something, change something, change anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I say we'll aim to be back next week. Uh, after them games, we've got Raptors back at home. You know, so I can't remember what day that's on. Depends when we record a guest on it. Um, so yeah, I've got nothing else. Don't know if you have. No, I don't think so. I'm good to go. And apologies if we've kind of rambled and been a bit all over the place, but we're both very tired. <laughs> Plus. <laughs> Um, we have had a few technical difficulties with weather. Um, yeah. So we're fighting that as well. Yeah. So appreciate you for listening and sticking with us. And like I say, we'll be back at some point next week unless something happens in the meantime. We will drop yes. a pod. Um, Emergency pod. Yeah. So, yeah, as always, I've been Matt. And you can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And you can find me on Twitter at Neil C Red UK on behalf of both Matt and myself and the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks once again to everyone for tuning in. From us both, do remember it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever in the world you are. Until next time, C Red people and go Bulls. <laughs>